Okay, so I'm super delighted. As I mentioned before, I'm just so glad. Like, I, I feel sad for people sometimes because sometimes I talk with people that are going through something really, really hard. And, and it's because I've gone through my hard times, right? My things. And I truly have a testimony of what people talk about when they say there's a, there's a reason for, for our sorrow. There's a reason for our sorrow because it allows us the space in our experience, in our life experience, to then make room to understand our joy once we get there into that season of joy in our lives, right? And so it's almost like I can I can barely hold back my smiles and my delight for people when they're going through a really hard experience. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is great. Like, because I go right to the, the end result of what this is for, right? And it's so bad. <laughs> like, I need to learn my better tact and like bedside manner of being like, oh yeah, like, yes, this is really hard, right? Like, and just be there with them and bear those burdens with them. Because that's that's what's most appropriate, right? <laughs> it just is. And then, like every so often, I can't handle it anymore. I like I like perk up a smile or I perk up like a like a laugh or whatever because I can just see them five years from now, ten years from now, twenty years from now, and I can see them laughing and smiling. And I just like this is all gonna be for a greater purpose. This is amazing. I love that you're go- like in my back of my head. I'm like, I love that you're going through this right now because it's just going to be that much more evidence to you when you get into your season of joy that the Lord is real, right? Like that, that everything that we've ever learned to bring us closer to Christ and the light, it's true. And, and it's like, it's, it's exactly the hardest moments of my life. that have allowed for me to have confidence um, once those seasons of joy have come to know exactly where they came from and that they were not my making. Because if it was all my making, I sure would still be in that fog and I would stay there, right? Like there's been this beautiful video that I saw one time that said something like, hey, what if what if there really wasn't a Christ, you know, what would happen, you know, had this match and it like blew out and, and it showed this whole, you know, like it was only maybe like a few minutes long, right? But it just showed really, truly what would happen to the whole world if Christ really wasn't there, right? And it was just such a fascinating concept, you know, like just all darkness, right? Like there would be no light and it would just wouldn't, we wouldn't, we wouldn't last very long at all, right? And and that's exactly it. It's like I love I love the experiences that I've had. I've loved that I struggled between the ages of like three to nine, for example. Like I struggled a lot to be able to understand what was going on around me. Um I and then, you know, from nine and on, at least I had one ounce of hope to be like, you know what? Yes, I still might want to be an orphan. Yes, I might still want to be adopted. Yes, I might still have all of these feelings. Like I, I just don't want to be in my my life right now, right here kind of feelings. But at least I have hope, you know? Like in 10 years from now, I'm going to be like 19. In 20 years from now, I'm going to be 29, right? And 
at least I have hope that when I'm that age, I don't think I'm going to be having as hard of a time as I am right now as like a nine-year-old, right? And so I started going in that direction. I was like, you know, if I'm not going to live for my life right now, at least I can live for my future life, right? And so I started, my gears started shifting in that direction, like pretty intensely, right? Like I, I had to grow up pretty quick to be able to save my life in some ways, right? Um, and And to feel like my life could be worth living, right? And so then it's like, okay, so where do I go from here? And thankfully, I was hungry. You know, I was searching and I was kind of like, what What am I going to do? How am I going to get to that place where I want to be in 10 to 20 years so that I don't have to stay in this place where it's fog and it's it's like I feel like I'm hooked up to a ventilator all the time and I'm barely hanging on. And then thankfully, that's when my aunt came in. Um, well, I shouldn't like... And anyways, and anyways, I had a call and it was just this lovely call and like this person didn't have any idea, I'm sure, of what I was going through and why it was so hard and everything. But one thing they did mention was, hey, I found out about this one volunteer thing that people are doing. This was when I was like 12, I think people are doing like, you know, around the city and stuff. And basically they go to a park and they play with kids all day. Is that I, and I really think you would do a good job of that. And, you know, at the time when I heard those words, I was like, no, 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 no. I, that is not my jam. I am like, I don't have a lot of experience with kids, babies, etc. I am not that kind of a person. I am not that kind of a person. Right? <laughs> but for some reason, for some reason, I just thought of that 19-year-old, 29-year-old self Uh, Or like, you know, at that point, it would have been 10 years from 12. So it was like 22-year-old person. I thought of that 22-year-old person and it was like, you know what? Nope. Good. Yep. I will will myself to go and do that because I I have a sense that my 22-year-old self would be like, oh, I'm so glad I went and did that, right? Um, So then I was like, okay, whatever. Like I just, you know, I felt like I was like giving my hands to the handcuffs and letting them take me away to daycare (laughs) and just be like, whatever, like, let's do this because I better get this done and done and done so that I can just have it under my belt. Right. (laughs) Um, but it was actually kind of funny because I stuck with it between the ages of 12 to like 18 and it and it was within those first four years that I, I really struggled to really enjoy that position. Um, but then after four years, very specifically, I was like, oh, it really switched for me. That was like when the light bulbs went on for me. And I was like, you know what? I actually really, really love this. I love... I love seeing the kids come. I love, you know, doing the scissors with them and seeing them do it for the first time or tying their shoe and showing them how to tie their shoe for the first time. And like, I love all of these like beautiful one-on-one human interactions that I get to be the one to be somehow um, a witness of or like a support to, a guide for. Like it was just such a beautiful experience for me to come into that space of hating it to then getting into the space of like, no, I love this. This is like such a great life work to have, to be around children and youth and just be helpful, 
be kind, be, be this person that's just that one more person to, to just make a difference in their daily life, right? Because it was like a day camp experience most days, right? Where it's like you're with these kids for five hours and you're just playing games with kids, like, you know, groups of 15 to 30 to 60 kids. And you're just, you're just spending time with them. You're playing with them. You're playing, basically being a gym teacher with them and a craft teacher and a drama teacher and, you know, all of these different things. And so it was just such a, such an interesting experience to, to get into that frame of mind and heart space to be like, no, this is possible. This is, this is, this is a beautiful thing. Um, and I don't want to, I don't want to ever have this leave my life, right? (laughs) I always want to be able to make sure that I'm somehow engaged with something to do with helping and serving with children and youth and, and making that an even better experience for them. 